0: Like baseball, we're finally back. It's a huge honor. Thank you, Governor. Never seen anything like this. Thank you, random Missouri lawmaker. You're right. This is going to be so big, we may have to rename the show Kansas City Month in Review. Buckle up. The week's biggest local newsmakers and moments dissected straight ahead. Week in Review is made possible through the generous support of AARP Kansas City, RSM, Dave and Jamie Cummings, Bob and Marlise Gorley, the courtney s turner charitable trust john h mize and bank of america n.a co-trustees and by viewers like you thank you hello i'm nick haynes i am thrilled to bits to be back with you in the chair and in a week that we have our own big news to share kci is not the only big construction project underway in kansas city a wrecking ball is about to go through this building uh, if you passed our studios in the last few days, you may have noticed an imposing metal fence now encircling the TV station. Any moment now, many of these walls are going to come tumbling down to make room for a new look Kansas City PBS with modern heating and cooling and cool new places where we can bring you in to visit us. I'll regularly update you on the big changes going on, but I wanted to give you a heads up now just in case workers in hard hats that randomly appearing behind me carrying sheetrock. And I'm not even joking. You may not see it. On the cameras right now, but it looks like a construction site all around me. Fortunately, this week's guests. Don't have to wear hard hats to try and navigate around this rubble. They're beaming in from all over the metro. Steve Kraske is coming to us. He is Mr. Up-to-Date on KCURFM. Also with us is the news director of our national public radio affiliate, Lisa Rodriguez. Joining us from his bunker in the 18th and Vine Jazz District, managing editor and lead reporter for The Cole newspaper, Eric Wesson. And from the pages of your Kansas City star, Dave Helling. You know, we're marking a huge milestone this week. TODAY MARKS THE SECOND ANNIVERSARY OF COVID LOCKDOWNS IN KANSAS CITY DOES IT SEEM THAT LONG DOES IT SEEM EVEN lo- LONGER THAN THAT UH HERE'S HOW WE STARTED THIS SHOW TWO YEARS AGO THIS VERY WEEK THE LAST TIME WE HAD A WEEKEND REVIEW PROGRAM OUR CITY'S TOP HEALTH OFFICIAL WAS TELLING Kansas KANSASCITIANS TO RELAX EVERYBODY CAN TAKE A deep breath and relax and now the city's entire public life shutting down
1: i am ordering all k through 12 schools to close and cease in-person instruction
2: i don't believe that coronavirus is going to be over in a week or two I believe we have to consider that this is going to be here for months. There are some who will be angry about any number of things that will be closed over the next several weeks or perhaps longer.
0: What lessons have we learned in that two years? If we would have known back then it was going to last this long, uh, would we have done things differently?
3: Well, I hope we would have done things differently, Nick. We certainly needed to get our collective acts together and... We needed to find a way to get coordinated and uh, act as one unit going forward. I mean, there were these different rules, different mask uh, laws in every different municipality, uh, differences on both sides of the state line. And even as somebody who covers the news as much as I do, I couldn't keep track of what the different laws were, next.
4: Well, I, I agree that we, they didn't have a playbook. Uh, I think that a lot of things didn't get out. As fast as they should have, and and we politicized it.
1: I think so much of this this tension and, and the political spot we're at today is because there was a loss of income, there was a financial hardship, people were getting sick, and we didn't have any process in place to pay them while they were while they were out, especially when we had to quarantine for long amounts of time. Now governments have all of this money to pump into programs. What if we'd spent all that at the beginning part of this pandemic?
2: There were lots of mistakes made, Nick. But in my view, uh, some of it, most of it was understandable. We've just never been through this before. And we also auto-pause and remember the people who died from this. But I mean, this wasn't just a, a passing problem. This was a unique, challenging Pandemic and nearly twenty thousand Missourians died as a result of it.
0: Fast forward to today, did you see this headline by the way? KU Hospital reporting zero COVID patients in their ICU, zero COVID patients on ventilators. Is this the week that we declare COVID is finally in the rear view mirror? Even the ultra-covid conscious Kansas City Missouri School District finally dropping its mask requirement. And other than to ride a bus, a streetcar, or catch a plane at KCI. Is there any other public place where you even have to wear a mask anymore steve
3: you know nick um interesting point we're talking about this in the past tense and the last thing i want to do is be a typical journalistic doomsday you no know, doomsayer here that, that we may not be through this yet but, folks, we may not be through this yet. Uh, the U.K. experienced nearly a 50 percent increase just last week in cases of COVID-19. I have a buddy uh, who works at a small college in southern Minnesota, St. Olaf College. Uh, they went up, went without masks a couple weeks ago. Cases have simply exploded there on that little campus in Northfield, Minnesota. And before you put your masks away forever, uh, put them in the attic or, you know, I would hang on to them. I'm not sure we're through this yet, and I'm still wearing my mask in my classes just because I think we could be seeing a rebound anytime soon, and I'm sorry to be the guy who's got to say that, Nick, but... I think that's just the reality.
0: But two years ago, you had the governor saying we're going to close schools. First in the country, actually, uh, it was Kansas in doing that statewide. And then we had the restaurants and bars closing down in Kansas City, Lisa. Could we even do that today, though? We see laws in Kansas, for instance, even this week uh, to block cities and counties, for instance, to uh, impose mask mandates any longer.
1: I, I think it would be very difficult to take such extreme measures in this political climate. It's um, it's unfortunate the way that this that this has all played out and that we are now creating writing and passing laws that will hamper health departments and local officials to take action on something like this in any sort of pandemic moving forward. Steve's right that we're not out of this yet. We're still dealing with new variants. Um, we we don't know what's what's coming down the line. But a full shutdown at this point really seems like it would be impossible to enforce
0: you know as i was looking through the tape on what we were doing two years ago guess what we were doing around here three years ago this week we were in the thick of debate season to pick a new mayor of kansas city we are now only a year away think back to three years ago this week and we were actually scrambling around here to find enough podiums to accommodate 11 candidates 11 of them so how come with a year out eric from this next election no one has publicly come forward to say they're running against uh quinton lucas I
4: don't know. I I would think that if you read the blogs and read Facebook posts and comments, they would be lined up around the block how uh they don't like some of his policies during the mass mandate, his reaction to the police department, but I just believe that uh it's it's easy to sit at home and arm chair quarterback than it is to actually get in a race.
3: I think that's uh, the issue, Nick, Uh, what Eric just said. He probably will win again. I mean, this guy has simply out-hustled every other politician in the city. I've said this before in this program. Mayor Quentin Lucas is everywhere all the time. He's taken some risks. He's not been a a, a play-it-safe politician at all. I think a lot of people admire that about him. Um, listen, a lot of people still say he blows with the wind. Having said that, I haven't seen anybody emerge. I haven't heard any rumors of anybody emerging here. Have you heard any rumors, Dave? couple. I mean, I think there is some expectation
2: that someone from the Northland will run. Heather Hall's name comes up a lot. But it's very hard in Kansas City, Nick, to dislodge an incumbent mayor. We've learned that over many, many years. Mark Funkhauser was the only incumbent who sought re-election, who lost... But the others have all faced token opposition. It's possible that Quentin Lucas will enjoy the same outcome. He's broadly popular, hasn't had any scandals really, hasn't made huge mistakes. Uh, He's the odds on favor.
0: Lisa what I do find interesting because you were covering City Hall of course when he was running for mayor and one of his big priorities we're going to get off the FBI's most top 10 most dangerous list we're going to get homicides below 100 and yet since he's been mayor we've never had fewer than 151 homicides in Kansas City and even at the very beginning of his term we were told uh he's going to be held accountable for that if he doesn't deliver on that behold he won't get a second term well guess what do we not care about homicides anymore in the city
1: I think when we, he was starting his term we didn't re, we didn't know the the massive story that was the pandemic that was coming in and I think his leadership through the pandemic has probably overshadowed any other accomplishment or any other struggle that he's had to work through now getting off of the FBI's you know list and, and dropping homicides uh lower than 100 is still going to be a priority it is still his biggest challenge and when you think about when he got elected he had support of the fraternal order of police he had support from the northland i think at this point that opposition has now solidified
0: That's that's interesting though you're talking about a number of factors there so we got homicides going through the roof we have um no longer getting any support eric from the fr- fraternal order of police no longer getting support from the northland some people would view that as a winning coalition for another candidate to win that election
4: yeah but then again You know, he's made some good moves with some of the bases in the Northland. Uh, He's tried to give the police department raises or he's given them raises. He's, He's made measures to hire more police officers. He's extended the olive branch. But let me tell you something about him that people don't take into consideration. He's a hustler. He's going to be door knocking. He's going to be kissing babies. He's going to be helping old ladies across the street. He's going to go out there and aggressively go. And like last time he ran, I thought he had a twin. He was everywhere at the same time. So if you're going to come for him, you better be prepared to hustle.
0: It has been spring break this week for schools of our area school districts and universities. Guess who else was on spring break? Missouri lawmakers. That means ending that stalemate over redrawing congressional maps will have to wait another week. Did you know Missouri is now one of only four states not to approve new congressional maps as required by law? The holdup remains among members of the conservative caucus in the Missouri Senate, who are still trying to claim another Republican seat in Washington by carving up Kansas City Congressman Emanuel Cleaver's district. This can't go on forever. March 29th, just a few days from now, is the deadline for candidates to file for office in Missouri. COULDN'T THIS CAUSE AN an EXTRAORDINARY SITUATION WHERE YOU MIGHT HAVE CANDIDATES FILE FOR OFFICE IN SEATS THAT BY ELECTION DAY THEY DON'T EVEN LIVE IN, STEVE?
3: YES, THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT MIGHT HAPPEN HERE, NICK. Uh, THEY ARE REALLY STRUGGLING WITH THESE DISTRICTS AND Again, it's a reminder to all of us uh, about just how political this process is. The public wants there to be even Stephen districts. Forget all that. This is about political survival, pure and simple.
0: For several weeks, I've asked you on this program, Eric, you know, is Emmanuel Cleaver having s- uh, trouble now going to sleep at night? You've always said he was fine. Uh, has that changed now that this has lingered on?
4: I talked to him when he was on his way to Jeff City to uh, sign up, and he said that. They didn't know where the fifth district was. And it's very disturbing because as a candidate, you don't know where to start your campaign at because you don't know where the boundaries are going to be.
0: Did you go anywhere for spring break, by the way? Missouri Governor Mike Parson is spending spring break in London on a trade mission to the U.K. and Ireland. Here he is with his wife at the Guinness factory and sitting behind Winston Churchill's desk in his wartime bunker in London. All of this, of course, means progress has halted on a slew of other hot-button issues in Missouri, from funding police in Kansas City to adopting new restrictions on abortion. Late last week, a Missouri lawmaker proposed banning residents from getting abortions out of state. Also still being considered, a law is permitting sports Betting and a revote over Medicaid expansion. We hear lots of talk, of course, about bills that may end up going nowhere. Which of these issues, Lisa, has the best chance of success before lawmakers leave for the end of the year?
1: With the friction in the Missouri Senate, maybe nothing. I, okay. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they're able to get anything really across the finish line with with the kind of infighting we're seeing in the Missouri Senate. I do. Um, we are paying special attention to that uh, police funding bill. That is one that I think uh, among Republicans who who have the majority that everyone can agree on, particularly because there are Kansas City area lawmakers behind that push, which is which are probably the lawmakers that in a normal year we'd expect to fight against such a measure. Um, I that That's one that we're watching closely.
2: I do think you'll get some abortion legislation. There might be a real effort to repeal the gasoline tax increase that was approved uh, last year. There are concerns, of course, about the price of gas, and Republicans are still a little upset with that. We'll see where the governor comes down. He's a pretty good, uh, pretty aggressive supporter of that tax. So you may see some of that and you will see lots of stuff on the ballot. I think you'll get Medicaid expansion repeal on the ballot in November. Uh, There has to be something about the Kansas City Police Department on the ballot if any changes are made substantial changes are made on the kansas city police funding front so i think the ballot
0: will be uh, crowded in november that may be the most that the legislature accomplishes this year will the big kansas mystery finally be revealed this week last month we were told that a final decision will be made by mid-march on whether a new massive manufacturing facility will move to kansas state lawmakers you may, may remember Poured more than a billion dollars in incentives to lure an unnamed employer promising up to four thousand permanent jobs well it is mid-march right now isn't it and the company by the way is still shrouded in secrecy even though there's a rumor after rumor about panasonic uh being that mystery company wanting to open an electric vehicle battery plant here but why are we still in the dark steve I don't know what the reason
3: is, and I'm not sure anybody does. The company will do what the company is going to do when it's ready to do it, Nick. And I think every journalistic organization uh, uh, this side of the Mississippi uh, and between here and the Rockies is ready to go with this story whenever it's announced because it's such a big deal, so much money, such a big investment, the biggest investment in the history of the state of Kansas, Nick but I don't know what's causing uh, the delight.
2: It's pretty important that we find out one way or another in Kansas whether this company is coming. Within the next couple of weeks, Nick, because of all the tax money and incentives that the legislature set aside, some lawmakers are using that as an excuse not to cut the food sales tax, uh, which Governor Laura Kelly has proposed, and for that matter, Derek Schmidt, her likely opponent, has also endorsed And some lawmakers are saying, look, we can't cut food sales taxes. We just gave all this money to this big company. If that company, Panasonic, isn't coming, then that money is freed up presumably to do other things on taxes, including a reduction of the food sales tax. So it's critical
0: we find that out before the legislature gets ready to adjourn sometime in April. Now, while we wait for that final decision, Kansas lawmakers are dealing with a very packed plate. It's now time for us to start having a conversation about putting some restrictions and not allowing people to buy these firearms. After a multiple shooting at Olathe East High School, there's a push to ban so-called ghost guns in the Kansas legislature. Also up for debate are bills banning future mask mandates, sanctuary cities, and municipal ID cards. Also worth paying attention to is a measure adding tougher criminal penalties against anyone who assaults a health care worker. And a last-minute effort to legalize medical marijuana, The Senate president is pushing to change the way Kansas Supreme Court justices are appointed and still very much alive is a bill banning transgender athletes from competing in women's sports. Which of these issues, again, we we hear lots of headlines all of the time. We're all supposed to get panicked about them. But just because something is proposed doesn't mean it's going anywhere. Which of these issues is most likely to get across the finish line, if any, in Kansas? You uh, You weren't very optimistic on the Missouri side. How about on the Kansas side, Lisa?
1: I, I think on the Kansas side, it's a it's a whole different story. We the the Republicans in the Kansas legislature have already proven they they can wrangle enough votes to override a veto. So I think anything that they they really want to take across the finish line, they can. If you'll remember last session, uh, the legislature did pass these trans sports bills that was vetoed by the governor. I think those have a great chance of passing again. The sanctuary cities law, if, if Republicans want to give a boost to their likely candidate for governor, the Attorney General Derek Schmidt, that, that maybe has a possibility of, of getting across the finish line.
3: I think they'll pass that bill that says if you attack a healthcare worker in Kansas, Nick, it's equal to attacking a police officer. Horrendous stories about how vulnerable our healthcare workers are. Haven't seen any opposition to that bill
0: yet. I think it'll pass. I can't imagine the gun issue passing though, uh, Eric. I,
4: and that's the one that I thought would pass. Uh, that ghost gun issue is very dangerous. Where you got anybody, whether they are meant to have mental health issues, whether they're kids, anybody can go online and buy one of those guns. They come in four pieces. They put them together. They have no serial number on them. And I, it's my understanding that you can't even detect them going through metal detectors, as we saw at Olathe, unless they have bullets in them.
3: You know, Nick, Eric makes a great point about ghost guns, but three letters for you, Nick, N don't think they favor that bill. I'd be surprised if it goes very far.
0: IN OTHER NEWS THIS WEEK THE BASEBALL LOCKOUT IS FINALLY OVER AND THE ROYALS MADE A DELAY TRIP THIS WEEK TO BEGIN SPRING TRAINING IN ARIZONA BUT WHILE THERE'S GLEE FROM BASEBALL FANS a STORM CLOUDS GATHERING WILL THE DISRUPTION MAKE IT HARDER FOR THE ROYALS OWNERSHIP TEAM TO ASK THE PUBLIC FOR CASH TO HELP BUILD A NEW DOWNTOWN BALLPARK AND WHAT ABOUT THAT NEW BILL NOW MOVING THROUGH CONGRESS THAT BLOCKS PUBLIC SUBSIDIES FOR STADIUMS MORE SPECIFICALLY IT ENDS THAT TAX EXEMPT STATUS ON MUNICIPAL BONDS THAT'S USED TO FINANCE uh, NEW SPORTS FACILITIES DOES that New No Tax Subsidies for Stadiums Act complicate the dreams of civic leaders to move the royals downtown, Dave?
2: Yes. uh, Assuming that they use a municipal bond mechanism to pay for it, which is typically what stadium builders do, Nick, because they're tax-exempt and they lower the cost of the project, and that's what would be involved here. But let me tell you this. uh, I, I don't want to be too coy about it, but there is enormous movement On downtown baseball in Kansas City now taking place now the discussions have reached a very high level the momentum is very strong and I would just suggest that viewers should pay close attention over the next couple of weeks to uh, what's being talked about in terms of downtown baseball. We are much closer to a decision on that than people understand.
0: Another issue that's uh, linked with this, Lisa, is the issue of sports betting, which is also being moved on in the Missouri legislature. And some people argue, boy, you're going to now give a brand new revenue line for millions of dollars for sports teams as part of that bill. And are you going to be asking for money? I think that's a
1: valid, uh, valid argument. And I think that these are the conversations, and particularly as the city has had more discussion on tax incentives, more discussion about a downtown baseball stadium and how it could be paid for. I think these are, these are arguments and, and, um, and resistance that any campaign for incentives on a new stadium will face.
0: Now, we have to understand, of course, that all public policy decisions are trade-offs. We have to choose one thing versus another oftentimes. So are we better off getting a downtown stadium or are we better off trying to figure out to get a 170-foot climate-controlled Ferris wheel downtown. Would that be better? Did you see that story this week? It would go in just around the road from uh, Union Station and the ballet building as part of what is being described as an urban playground with a winery, beer garden, mini golf course, lots of new bars and eateries. The folks behind it at the developers who are now working to transform the Kansas City Star headquarters building and like a Royals game in a downtown ballpark you can see all of this for free and the food and drink is going to be cheaper than what you get at the stadium is this a long shot Eric or something city leaders are salivating over and wanting to get started on I don't think there's
4: anything that's on a front burner right now I think that a lot of development is taking place downtown And I think a lot of things are more priority than that. But that concept is good. And in other cities where they have that type of uh, setup, like Orlando, they're pretty popular and they generate quite a bit of sales revenue.
0: This is not the first time it's been discussed, of course, in Kansas City, Dave. I remember Clay Chastain even proposed a Ferris wheel for uh, Penn Valley Park, didn't he?
2: Or or Stan Glazier. Remember Stan? He ran for mayor against Kay Barnes. That was his whole platform a huge Ferris wheel down on the Missouri River uh, where the Berkeley Park is today. So yeah, this has been talked about before. I would just caution everyone who's uh, optimistic about this development. The Star Building has been under renovation for about three years now and doesn't appear to be close to opening. So uh, take everything you hear about this project with a bit of a grain of salt as well. It's
3: kind of a cool idea though. I mean, it's just fun.
2: I hope it happened. Well, we, yeah, but remember, we mocked Glazier relentlessly. You're right. Yes, we did. He was made the butt of many, many jokes for that proposal. He was a man so, ahead of his time. Dude. Uh, apparently yeah. so, because uh, this is a About big a part of new yeah, yeah, yeah. plan.
0: All righty, when you put a program like this together every week, you can't get to every story grabbing the headlines. What was the big local story we missed? it's a week that sees kansas city go green and where march madness becomes one of the public's biggest distractions for some kansas citians the patrick mahomes wedding is the most exciting news of the week others say it's the pain they're feeling at the pump yes they're outrageous man while it not be a huge consolation AAA says we have the cheapest gas in the country kansas coming in at number one as the cheapest place to fill up missouri in the number two spot THERE'S NEW PUSHBACK THIS WEEK OVER HOUSING THE HOMELESS A BOISTEROUS CROWD PROTESTS A NEW CITY PLAN TO BUILD A TINY HOMES COMMUNITY NEAR THE SPORTS STADIUMS AND THE Auschwitz EXHIBIT FINALLY CLOSES THIS WEEK AFTER A NINE MONTH RUN UNION STATION SAYS IT'S THE MOST VISITED EXHIBIT IN ITS HISTORY NEXT UP MAYA CHRONICLING THE ANCIENT MYSTERIES OF THE MAYAN CULTURE IT OPENS IN MAY All righty, LISA DID YOU PICK ONE OF THOSE STORIES OR SOMETHING COMPLETELY DIFFERENT
1: I picked a story that's gotten some buzz over the last few weeks or months, and that is um, a small radio station in Liberty, Missouri, that continues to broadcast and air uh, uh, programming that's paid for by uh, the Russian government, that's that's funded by the Russian government, that some say is Russian propaganda. Uh, we had some, some uh, KCUR and NPR reporters up there uh, this week talking to the, the owner of that station, who has no plans to stop broadcasting this programming.
0: And it's only a small portion of his programming, but it brings in a whole bunch of money that keeps him on the air for the other things he wants to do. Thank you, Dave. The uh, discussion,
2: if you will, Nick, of the Kansas city, Missouri police budget will reach a climax of sorts next Thursday, the 24th, when the city has to pass a budget. Uh, And there are discussions going on now about how to set aside some money a community program, whether that will work, not work, what the checks and balances will be. Everyone in Kansas City who cares about the police and crime should pay attention as that debate unfolds over the next seven days.
0: Eric.
4: I uh, had several things. One, the uh, hearts, the art hearts, 150 of them spread across Kansas City, and the city manager said, you know, go find all 150 of them. I thought that was interesting, and after they take them down, they're going to sell them. But also, Steve Potter retiring from the library system here in Jackson County and and Platt County and Clay, I think he's done a lot for the library system. Steve.
3: Nick, I picked something else, too. uh, Police vacancy rates in some northeast Johnson County cities, uh, Prairie Village, uh, Shawnee, Overland Park, rates four times uh, higher than they typically are this time of year. Listen, police have taken a lot of hits in this country in recent years, many deservedly so. Having said that, there's a price on the back end, and we may be seeing it now when it comes to uh, people's abilities to feel safe in their own homes in some communities in our listenership.
0: And on that, we will say our week has been reviewed thanks to our news reviewers from KCUR News, Lisa Rodriguez, and Steve Kraske, who keeps you up to date every day at 9 on KCUR FM. Always on call from the Kansas City call, Eric Wesson, and from your Kansas City star, Dave Helling. I'm Nick Haynes from all of us here at Kansas City PBS. Be well, keep calm, and carry on.